The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead and Barbecue. This time for Attaboy, where we highlight good stories, positivity. Irish Networks, Business, Fiber Internet, and Voice brings us happiness this morning. And, uh, man, we're giving, some, giving out some flowers, and it's not even Valentine's Day anymore. We've been giving out flowers before Valentine's Day. But certainly, we have some flowers to give out today. And, um, Ben, who do you have on Attaboy today? VFL Justin Gatlin, who, according to the Tennessee Track and Field Twitter account, Yesterday, Justin Gatlin announced that he is retiring. He is retiring. The American sprinter had one heck of a run. See what I did there? One, did there. one, one heck of a run. And uh, he is he's hanging up the spikes in quite the career. Retires at 40 years old. Uh, won nine gold medals. When, when you look at the Olympic Games. Go back and say that one part again. Say that part at the beginning again. Which part? At the very beginning. VFL. Keep going. Justin Gatlin. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know what. Retires at the age of what? 40. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is incredible what he was doing in, in the later stages of his career. And that he is a, he's retiring at 40. To be the fastest man in the world, one of the fastest men in the world, in your late 30s, mid-30s, pretty incredible. Competed in the 60 meters, the 100 meters, and 200 meters. Uh, 2004 Olympic champion in the 100 meters. 2005 and 2017 world champion in the 100 meters. 05 world champion in the 200 meters. 19 world champion in the 4x100 meters relay. <laughs> I mean, it, it just goes on and on. His his Wikipedia page just goes on and on and on. 2003-2012 world indoor champion in the 60 meters. Five-time Olympic medalist and a 12-time world championship medalist. And, and when you um, combine all of those nine gold medals between Olympic Games, world championships, world indoor championships, and world athletics, relays but at the the olympics the the main thing five medals over his career including one gold medal in the 100 meters at the 2004 olympics it's crazy man personal best of 9.74 seconds in the 100 meter ranks fifth all time he he had an incredible incredible career Bounce back, man. Back, bounce back from it, some adversity. He was suspended. No, he was suspended. Got to mention that. You know? Is it? I was more so giving you the side eye at the adversity. Is it? Is it? It's it's still adversity. Self inflicted adversity. Still adversity. You're you're right. It is, but self inflicted adversity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, to 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 go through that and then to. Basically, go right back to the point where you were, if not be better than that point. 
very commendable, man. That's very, that's very impressive. It is for sure. Like we've seen folks be accused of things, be you know suspended and you know, for substances, and um, people look at it as being performance enhancing, and they don't just bounce back and be better like that. Justin Gatlin was he came back and beat Hussein Bolt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not not the pristine, perfect resume as far as um, when it comes to doping and all that. But still, like forty years old, and you come back and you are better. That's 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 remarkable. So, out of boy, out of to Justin Gatlin, man. That's that's amazing. That is amazing. It really is. That's a good attitude. Now, now we just need a uh, Christian Coleman to to get it together and carry on the torch. I know, right? I know. We need man. We 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 need we need we need the track program, the football program, to lock arms, man. Because that's that's when Tennessee is is at its best when uh, guys are coming here for track and, and want to play football as well. Doing that. That's when we are at our best. I remember the good old days. You know, Jay, Jay Wade, Jonathan Wade, man, that's that's big reason why he came to Tennessee, the track program. And um, the fact that guys like Leonard Scott and Jabari Greer played football and ran track. Did you come to Tennessee to run track and play football? <laughs> nope. No. Nope. No, sir. No, sir, man. You could have done the shot put, though, right? <laughs> Uh, what, what, what event could I have done? Um, long jump. How about that? Do long jump. But or I, the javelin. I can do the javelin. Hurdles. Or hurdles. Yeah, man. Hey, nah. No, no hurdles, man. No, no hurdles. What I came in, I came in with that bum. What about NCL. pole jumping? Oh, uh, the pole vault? Nah. Pole vault. Nah, 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 nah. Probably javelin. What about cross country? Throwing that heat. Cross country? Nah, man. You, boy, you know that ain't what we do. What do you mean, we? That ain't what, that ain't what we do. Receivers. Receivers, football players. That ain't what we do. You thought I was talking about black black folks? Yep. Oh, they, oh, they do. Hey. Them Kenyans, boy. <laughs> that's all they do. So I wasn't going to say that. Oh, I wasn't He's still running. I didn't went to the store. I didn't went to grocery shopping. Came back. He's still running. He <laughs> was running. He's still running. My goodness. Javelin. That was that. that that's that's what I came in for. Javelin or the shot put? I ain't strong enough to do shot put, man. Have you ever seen dudes walk around here that that that, that do the shot put? Oh yeah. They look like centers. They look like they're on the wrestling team, in heavyweight division. That's the big old boys. Offensive, defensive lineman. I, I remember we had a guy that was competing for the Olympics, and he was training in the in the indoor facility for the shot put. And I thought he was like a JUCO O line D lineman coming in. To be honest, he, he was built like Jesse Mahalona. R.I.P. Jesse. But we got to get that back going. Track program. Track program has been good the last couple of years. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, bringing in guys that do both. Bringing that speed back. Leonard Scott, Jay Wade, Jabari Greer. That's what I'm talking about. Put uh, Dylan Sampson over there. 
Hey. Put Jalen Hyatt over there. His skinny self. No, Jalen need to worry about playing receiver first. Yeah, yeah, we got to be the number two guy. He, got, he ain't need to worry about, worry about track. I know. We need to focus on. I, I know you really want to be the number two guy because right now it's Ramel Keaton, baby. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Jason from the Borough says, so we can expect some big-time transfers after the spring then, right? Since the NIL is so solid. I hope so. Well, I mean. I think that's a fair expectation. I think I think it also, there's some things that need to happen before we can expect that. What if there are no, what if there's not anybody good at worth the big NIL deal in the transfer portal? That's fair. Like, Isaiah Nayor was, was worth it. But I don't know if if Brew McCoy, when that thing gets wrapped up, his case there at USC, I don't know if he's going to warrant the same type of deal just based on what happened at USC, and that's unfortunate because like if you're innocent, you're innocent. But still, like that's that's kind of part of like the marketing how that stuff works. But so he's still going to get a little something. He should, it. yeah, no doubt, because he's you know he's a, he's a damn good player. But like, you just get him on sale. I think Pete yeah. Correct. I think I do think there's 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 this thought that like there's all this big time talent in the transfer portal, and that's just not the case. It's it's top heavy with a few guys, and then that's them, them dudes in there for a reason. Like, those guys in the portal are in there for a reason. So not everybody is Caleb Williams or. Um, Gibbs from Georgia Tech that went to Alabama. Not everybody's like that. So it just depends on who's in there. We expect there to be some players in there when they when they leave, uh, when they finish up spring, we expect to be some good players in there. And um, Jason, I, if Tennessee has a need, I expect Tennessee to be a big-time player. It's just not black or white. Like- it's, it's, I wish it was. It, yeah, me too. But but it's not. There's a lot that goes into the transfer portal. What a star ranking out of high school may have been may not be what a coach agrees with. Uh, a school may not think that the player that is transferring, that was a four or five star coming out of high school, is any good. Now, publicly, we, we may not know that. So we... We, we think, man, why is Tennessee not going after that kid? He had a four-star coming out. He's a five-star coming out. Four-star four to Auburn. We need defensive linemen. Why are we not going after that kid? Well, Tennessee doesn't think that he's very good. Like there, there's, there's a lot of things that go on that necessarily information that we aren't privy to. And there's also, we talked about this, Wayne, that just because you have money doesn't mean that you're just automatically going to get kids. You have to also prove yourself on the football field as well. You you have to have both to to really have success in the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, there there there's a a player too that I can think of. I'm not gonna say names or anything, but like he his 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 name was mentioned with Tennessee. Nil money was a part of process for him and was one of the drivers for him. Tennessee just wasn't 
wasn't trying to pay him that type of money. Just because you have it don't mean you're willing to pay anybody and everybody. There has to be some type of balance. And a quarterback coming in or a certain player coming in without any issues around them, without any liabilities around them, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to get paid more. But a player that comes in with some baggage, they ain't the same. So people will automatically assume that, oh, man, he got outbid it. It was a choice. That also plays into it as well. So people need to understand that too. Yes. Jason says, y'all were saying we weren't getting anybody in the portal because we had a numbers crunch. Now it's because there aren't any good players left. No, we're not saying that. We're just saying it's not black or white. Like, Tennessee is going to get transfers after after spring, but we don't know what those players are going to be. Like, they, they may not be the, the, the players that just are are sexy to – to, to fans, because right now, I mean, they're they're evaluating a couple of guys, but it's like a Western Kentucky offensive tackle and and a safety from Middle Tennessee State and and like players like that right now that that's not going to really turn on turn turn anybody on a whole lot. Like Tennessee is going to use its NIL when when it feels necessary, and they are going to add players after the spring. Y'all were saying we was weren't getting anybody in the portal because we had a numbers crunch. Now it's because we aren't any players left. So no, that was not said. What was said about the numbers crunch was that when you compare us to LSU, when you compare us to South Carolina, when you compare us to teams that are bringing in five, six, seven transfers. And there are fans who are wondering why we're not doing the same thing while we're just sitting on the sideline, while we're getting out recruited. Oh my, I mean, there's freaking transfer portal rankings now. Like, when you see that and you wonder what Tennessee is doing, it's not because Tennessee can't bring in anybody, it's because Tennessee can't bring in the same numbers as those schools. They had numbers to bring in one or two which is why they did go after Isaiah Nayor, which is why they did go after Jared Verse. It did not work out. So, But you had the numbers to bring in a small number. You swung, didn't, didn't work out, cool. There's other options. After the spring, the numbers opened up, so now you can go take five or six guys from the portal if you need to. But what has to happen is you need to have some players who are also worthy enough to be taken. You don't want to overreach and take some guys that will come here and be like, who was the transfer running back from Michigan State we brought in? Mondre London. Yeah, you don't want to go out and bring a Mondre London or, or you know, a, a Keller Chris. You don't want to do that. Because no you don't offense, wanna, but they provided nothing. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So... You just don't want to swing and miss. We can't afford to. So, to sit here and be like, "Yeah, we we getting we're gonna get some we're gonna get a bunch of players out of the portal after the spring is over." Yeah and no, you can because you can now you have spots. You have spots. You will have spots, 
but you just don't know who's going to go in there. Now, I've also said, and I'll stand by what I said, is that you will be naive and crazy to think that there's not some type of communication going on between players and schools before a player gets into the portal through, you know, third parties. You'd be crazy not to think that. Because if I'm a player, I'm not getting into the portal unless I know like, I'm going to have a market. I'm not leaving a job until I know I have a new job. So just because someone is in the portal, or excuse me, someone is not in the portal, does not mean that you can't possibly get that player if you feel like you have a spot for for them. So situation is just so fluid. I know as a human, man, I, I love, like, I love absolutes. I love, this, this is why math is, is great. It's because, like, there's one answer. There's no wiggle room. Like, some subjects in class, eh, well, I mean, technically, but yeah, but, you know, it just depends. Math is, I mean, one plus one is always two. Always. It's never not a time where one plus one is two. Always. And I know people like that. Like, they want to know, like, definitively, like, this is going to happen if we do this. Life will be so much easier. It'd be so It would be so great, like, if you, if you had those absolutes. But they're just, they're not absolutes when it comes to this. Yes, it's, and, it's a great area. So. And that, that's what I was trying to explain, and Swain was as well. Like, just because you have the NIL money doesn't mean automatic security. Success in the portal. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it. It just gives you a really good chance. Yes, like it gives you a like a chance to get an Isaiah Nayor. Unless the kid is from <laughs> hour away from Austin and his family needs to be close to see their son play. Like that was a just a crazy situation right there. But like you, you are prepared. If you need to be, so we did get somebody. We got, you know, we got an offensive lineman from from Florida, Gerald Mincy, um, Mincy Jeremy Mincy, who is, Gerald. Gerald, excuse me, who is um, who's been here, who's training. Maybe you're starting right tackle. Yeah, so like you've gotten people, and um, you had Naor, but that was out of Tennessee's control. That that Tennessee did nothing wrong. Nothing in, wrong in Isaiah Naor. He he needed to be closer to home, so he went to Texas, forty five mm-hmm. minutes to an hour down the road and i i do think it's fair though to increase your expectations when it comes to the portal solely because of nil and i think that's the same case with just the regular old recruiting class you have more resources you should do better so i i do think it's fair to expect more given where tennessee stands with the nil but again, it's just not that black and white. It's it's not that it cut was. and dry. I, I wish it was, but it's not because I want to hear your thoughts on this, Wayne. Like it feels like there's there's a, a big gap in in players in the portal. There's the the bona fide stars that enter the portal. Like this year, it's Caleb Williams, uh, Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Georgia Tech that went to Alabama, uh, Elias Ricks, the corner that went from LSU to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Burton, I don't know that he's a star, but he's a really good player uh, going from Georgia, the receiver, to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've had some some players go to LSU as well. 
Like, there's a gap between those players, the Jared Versus going to Florida State, the Isaiah Nayors going to Texas. Like, there's a gap between those type of players in the portal and the the other players that are in the portal that are leaving because they weren't getting playing time or because – or even if they do enter the portal because of a lack of playing time, they, they're having to transfer down to, to – a from a power five school to a non-power five school or transfer from FBS to FCS. Like to me, there's a gap in, in I agree. type of, of players. And with, with that second group of players that I just mentioned, like Tennessee doesn't need to bring those type of guys in because they're not going to, they're, they're not going to bridge to the gap. They're, they're not going to help your football team. The, the players that, that Tennessee should be able to go get with this NIL money is guys like Isaiah Naor and Jameer Gibbs and, Jermaine Burton and Caleb Williams. I mean, the, the bona fide studs that are going into the portal, but that's when you also need to, to have your ducks in a row when it comes to, to simply the football side of things because it, it's nice to have all this money to offer and it's on par with everybody else. But if, if you are a stud running back, a, a stud receiver, a, a stud corner, and you're down to Tennessee and Alabama, and both teams are essentially offering you the same amount of NIL money, which school are you going to pick? You're going to pick Alabama because on the football side of things, history tells you that, that you're going to be developed, you're going to have a chance to win a championship, and they're going to get you to the league. So Tennessee needs to, to take that step on the football field as well to kind of pair it with the NIL money that it has to deal out to really make an impact in the portal. In Alabama, man, they 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 also have the luxury of saying you ain't get nothing until you do something. Because I do know that, yes. that they're doing that, like because they need the player needs Alabama more than Alabama needs the player. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and that's not the case yet with with Tennessee. We we talked about this several weeks ago. You need you need both to have success in the portal. You 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 need to have your ducks in a row nil wise, and and you need to be able to to go to these players that are transferring and say, you can come here for a year, ball out, and you'll be in the league. You can come here for two years, ball out, we'll develop you, we'll get you to the league. You need to be able to do both to have true success in in the portal realm and to stand out within the portal. And Tennessee's on its way under Josh Heupel, and I think that they'll get there, but they're, they're not there yet. So Tennessee's kind of in that, that middle range and – in between types of player that it can bring in. It doesn't need to, to bring in these players that are entering the portal because they're not good enough to play at the school they're transferring from or they're not getting the playing time at the school that they're transferring from because they're not good enough. They don't need to bring in those type of players just for the sake of bringing in players, but they also haven't necessarily reached that point to, to where they're going to bring in the best of the best out of the portal either. They, they've got to find a way to bridge that gap. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're Tennessee – you want guys that that you feel like will be starters for you, at very minimum, you know, second team, adding depth in key places. And I'm with you, Jason, from the borough. A linebacker, please, please, <laughs> please, please, a linebacker, a and defender, please, please, yeah. please, please, and a receiver. That I'm not trying to see Ramel Keaton as a starting outside receiver. Well, stop bringing him up then as a starting outside receiver then and trying to get under my skin. Well, that's 
it's under my skin too. I'm just I've wrapped my head around that possibility if Tennessee doesn't bring anybody in. Man, we good. That ain't gonna happen. But to to go back and answer Jason's initial question, Tennessee will be bringing in recruits in in the spring. They they will be transfers in in the spring. I should say not just simply recruits, but they'll bring they'll bring in transfers after spring practice before. Before fall camp, Tennessee will have added a handful of of transfers. I, I I guess I was just kind of speaking to don't get your hopes up on it being the Jameer Gibbs, Elias Ricks, Jermaine Burton, Caleb Williams type of players because I, I don't know how many of those guys are going to be available at that point. It, it's it's going to be guys who are trying to transfer up, all-conference players at – Western Kentucky, MTSU, all-conference players at those type of schools that probably deserve a shot at a Power 5 school, it's going to be trying to identify those types of guys and getting them in the boat. But I also think that there will be a surprise transfer or, or two in terms of who enters the portal and then Tennessee pursues. And no, I don't have anybody in mind. I'm just speaking. I mean, no – Nobody really thought Joe Milton was going to be available. So there will be big-name guys. My guess is that there will be big, uh, at least a handful of big-name guys that enter the portal, and, and Tennessee will chase, and hopefully they can land some. I just think at, at that point in the year, it's going to be more guys that, that Tennessee is really going to have to evaluate the film and essentially give, give that player a shot to make it at, at the SEC level. And that's okay. Yeah, we've seen we've seen it pay off. Just just wait to you know after the spring where guys graduate and have opportunity to be grad transfers, where guys want to finish their academic year, but no, they don't want to play at the place that they're they're, they're at. Um, but they're just waiting until after the spring. So we're gonna see another wave here in a, in a few weeks, and um, you know hopefully. There's some really, really good players there that's available for Tennessee to upgrade at key positions. Offensive line, tackles, um, receiver, linebacker, edge rusher, secondary. It's like you you need defenders, 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 defenders. But then you look on offense and you need you need to get Cedric Tillman a running mate. That that's why I would I would not touch running back. In a perfect world, yeah, you'd like to add a dynamic running back if if possible. But Jabari Smith, not Jabari Smith, Jabari Small, basketball mode, forgive me. And, and oh, we, man, you don't even know his <laughs> name, Ben. You don't even know his name. This is right. I, I, that means I can't ever talk about running backs. You don't, even, you don't even know Jabari Small's name. I'm messing with Jason Pinnabro. I know, I know. We're trying to give us crap. I said uh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Mincy instead of Gerald Mincy. You were thinking of Jeremy Banks. Yeah, I was think, well, I was thinking of Jeremy Mincy because he is a, a, a player in the NFL. Yes. Um, but, but, man, you uh, – Come on, man. You don't know Jabari Small. <laughs> well, we had the conversation about Jabari Smith <laughs> earlier in the show. But, like, Jabari Small and Jalen Wright, I think Justin Williams as well, maybe a little bit of Lenith Whitehead. Like, they can get the job done at running back this year. You may not be dynamic at the position, but you'll be perfectly fine, especially when you have so many needs elsewhere. Like, to me, it, it, to me it's a bad GM move, a bad personnel move. To, to add a running back when you, you're somewhat squared away at that position when you have so many positions where you're not squared away 
on the defensive side of the ball, and even on offense at receiver. Uh, unless it's Adrian Peterson <laughs> or <laughs> Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker, like there's no need to take a running back. There's not. You should you should be good. Like and and I almost don't know if un, unless it's you know a stud offensive tackle like is the Vanderbilt offensive tackle Tyler Steen I think is his name. I mean is is he really that big of an upgrade over Gerald Mincy and and Dane Davis and, and Jeremiah Crawford that you take a spot away from from a defensive player coming in. Good time to take a break, Ben. We'll do that. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Don't miss Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union's President's Day Special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender annual percentage rate. Terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is determined by your creditworthiness. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to marknelsondenim.com. Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. 
If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP as there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters, and you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. If you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with the fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Get to the phones, Iris Networks Hotline. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Let's get to Justin. Justin, good morning, sir. Hey, and how you guys doing this morning? Wonderful. Justin in Florida. Yeah, it's actually uh we're uh got really nice weather down here. I don't you care. Guys, you, you guys need to come down and visit. It's actually been pretty decent weather in Knoxville the last five or six days. Once it gets to the middle of the day, it's been really cold in the morning. It wasn't today. It was in the fifties this morning. It's beautiful this morning. But uh, the last couple of days, it's, it's been real nice in the middle of the day. High fifties, low sixties, nothing but sun. 63 right now. Now it's supposed to drop off a little bit this weekend. Just in time for baseball, sure. because of course. That's going to be yeah, nice. Of, of course. 
must have gone back up a little bit. Man, nothing, nothing worse than hitting when it's really, really cold, right, Ben? Nothing. You get one on the end of the bat, whole whole bat vibrates, or, or one in on the shaft, in on your hands. Oh, Oof. worst. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Real, yeah, real, real, real quick. Um, you know, I definitely think that uh, they they may look to bring in another tackle because, you know, looking at uh, the long term, you know, kind of prospect, it seems like, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of good guards and probably could use some depth because I think if Darnell Wright had another good year, we could see him gone the following year. And, you know, I, I think from a, a, I guess, a safety standpoint, it'd be nice to have someone else that could step in and play with Mincy that following year. But I guess my question is, what do you guys see as sort of the breakdown? Um, Cause like looking at the math and Swain, I appreciate your comment about, you know, the one plus one equals two and, you know, the math is, uh, you know, sort of easy to see. What do you think the breakdown will be? Do you think it's going to be a, an even split offense defense, or do you think it's going to, the guys they bring in is going to be more heavily weighted towards defense? Cause I personally would like to see them bring in, you know, one or two wide receivers, uh, you know, potentially another another running back if you had the room. But we also need an interior defensive lineman, an outside pass rusher, an inside linebacker, corner safety. So what do you guys see as the sort of breakdown of the numbers? And I'm going to hang up and listen. You guys take care. Yeah, I'm pulling up the um, – trying to pull up the spring roster. You don't want you don't want to pull up the spring roster for me, um, Justin. Like you sounds like you you well, you 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 forgot about defense, huh? I'm going. I'm I'm getting a receiver, I think, and then I think I'm going one. all in on on defense. I would go get two receivers in a perfect world, but I don't think a perfect world is going to exist this off season. I, I just don't think that they'll have the room to go get a second receiver, but I would. Go get one on offense, and then all the other numbers are going to defense. You can get by with what you have at tight end, running back, offensive line, quarterback. You can get by. Yeah, I I would feel more comfortable with another tackle. I would feel comfortable with one one wide receiver. But if you have the ability, like if you got two studs who are like, hey, we want to come there. Can you tell them no? No. You got to make that work. Right. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think there should be more players from the portal on defense than at offense. But I do agree that, that there's some holes at wide receiver that I think people are not accounting for. They're based their opinion on, on potential. Mm-hmm. But there's one dude. Who actually has done anything at wide receiver coming back? Yep. One. One. So, I think receiver is certainly an area you, you need to address. There's opportunity. Man, there's a lot. There's a ton of opportunity for somebody to step in and get 70 balls that Bayless Jones is, is leaving behind. But And Javante Payton. Yeah, I mean, the touchdowns. I mean, he got, what, 
He has seven touch seven catches for seven touchdowns on the year. It seems like it. But I mean, there's an opportunity for somebody to get those touchdowns and catches where Peyton and Jones left. There's an opportunity. But like if you are if you're just a fan and you just off faith hoping that this guy, that guy can step in, that's not good enough. Well, here's the other thing. Cody Burns has not proved yet that he he can develop young receivers. I mean, he he took over a a veteran lane group and and Valus and and Cedric and Javante and he he certainly deserves credit for helping Valus take that next step this past season. Cedric take the big step that he took this past season and and Javante being the most productive of of any season that he played in college football. He, he deserves credit for that, but in terms of taking a, a youngster that is really wet behind the ears, he has yet to prove that he can develop that young, wet-behind-the-ears receiver into a reliable SEC receiver. And, I mean, that's partly because Cody Burns is so young. I mean, he hasn't been coaching for a very long time. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But you just can't bank on <laughs> some of these guys that have potential just – Falling out this year. Yep, that's fair. And I feel like there's a lot of that going on, like you said. Yep, a lot of hope. <coughs> a lot of hope. But if you are coaching staff and you're looking at, you know, how you construct your roster, it's about results, what you can do. And I think if you're Tennessee, you have to to be open to getting another another wide receiver or two. You, gotta be, you have to be open to that, in yes. my opinion. I, I I don't know what Tennessee's number crunch looks like. I, I don't know how many, exactly how many guys they'll be able to add in in the spring. Knowing that number would would really help this conversation. But, I mean, I almost think you have to go get two receivers. Not, like, not even – in a perfect world, can you add two receivers? But, I mean, I, I think the whole perfect world conversation applies to running back and tackle just because uh, other positions are more desperate than those positions. Yeah, I think protecting him and Hooker is, is more important than a second receiver. 1,000%. But what I'm saying is that I think that you have – you currently have more capable guys at tackle that can possibly do that than you do – defensively at certain positions or even for for a second receiver. That that's kind of why I I say what I say about the mm-hmm. tackle spot. It's just you technically have bodies. Now, if if you don't think those bodies are going going to be any good, then you absolutely go get another offensive tackle. If 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 you think the guys that you have at right tackle that everybody's talking about going in the spring, if if you don't think that they can get the job done, you 1000% go get another tackle. So we'll we'll see how that plays out, but we'll we'll see how many numbers Tennessee has to play with because here's the other thing about possibly going and getting a second receiver. Maybe you just need to try and bolster up this offense so that the offense carries the defense once again. Yes, you want to make additions to the defense and and make the defense better, but at this point, are are you really going to be able to to make the defense that much better? So why not bolster up the offense and just let the offense carry the defense? (laughs) 
and until you can have a normal off season with numbers next year. I think that that would be a fair conversation as well. Well, let's let's uh, answer a question from Brandon B. This question is directed to you um, about four star receiver Darius Redmond. Uh, is it safe to say UT will not be going after him? Yes, it is uh, safe to say that, and I'm unaware of anything that you are referencing, um, Brandon. But Tennessee has not really been pursuing a Darius for a while now, and, and it's mainly because of his play on the field. And uh, he had a big-time freshman year, from my understanding, and kind of been status quo since then, and, and did pick up some big-time offers early as a freshman. And that is why he is ranked so highly now. But I, I, I don't know that he is going to go somewhere that necessarily reflects what he is ranked because, again – and he's a good football player, don't get me wrong, but just in terms of speaking to his ranking and, and Tennessee pursuing him, th those early offers built up a lot of hype, and I don't know that the last two years have necessarily lived up to that hype. Again, I, I think it's been kind of status quo since he had that big-time freshman season, and, and he's a little bit on the smaller side as well. So uh, Tennessee hasn't been truly pursuing him for a while now. And because of just what they see him as a receiver, uh, not necessarily other things. The receiver on the other side, this is his number is uh, Aiden Green. Aiden Green. I, when when I watched, when I did the Powell game uh, early in the season when they played against Maryville, I went to the Powell West game in the playoffs. Yo, that Aiden Green dude was was getting was getting it in. Yeah, he he is. I like him. Yeah, he's he's a, a nice receiver. He's gonna, probably going to play power five football. I don't believe it'll be at Tennessee though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. And speaking about Darius Redmond's you know size, he's six one one eighty five is what he's listed um, as. But I, we, I when I saw Aiden Green, to me he was he was a little bit more impressive. That that doesn't mean one is better than the other. It just means when I saw them. Green stood out more than yeah. Than, they're both the Redmond, but they're both good. That's the reason why they won state championship last yes, year. Yes, they're they're both really good high school receivers. They're they're going to play college football. They're both probably going to play at a power five school. I just don't think, as of February seventeenth, I would be surprised if if either of them ended up at Tennessee. Yeah. Maybe Tennessee changes its evaluation on them. They've certainly done it with other guys. There's offensive linemen that they are currently recruiting that a couple of months ago, they were like, we're good. Yeah. But now they've reevaluated them and are pursuing them. So who knows? Maybe Tennessee changes their evaluation. But as of today, I, I'd be surprised if either one of them ended up at Tennessee. There you go. That's why you tune in, Brandon B. That's why you tune in. Ben McKee got you covered right there when it comes to recruiting. He tunes in. For Jason Swain, that's I'm not just, true. He I'm said, just like the, I'm just like the ben, extra credit. He Ben, well, because I cover comma. recruiting. That's why. That was a recruiting question. I, Man, I keep up with recruiting. He, he came, hey, he came to you. I'm I know. I, I'm just saying, he listens for you. I'm just like the extra credit. No, I'm like, I'm like a cherry on top. I'm, mm -mm, I'm an mm -mm. added benefit every every now and then. Mm -mm, it just no. depends on whether you ask Alan Pa or not. Mm -mm. No, man. No, we good. 
You, Ben. You. All right, let me see what else is on the text box. <laughs> Thank you, Coleman. Coleman says, love when Ben gets fired up against Kentucky. Hurts me up every time. Keep killing it, gentlemen. Read the first re- Read the first three words. Appreciate you, Jason, and this show. And love when Ben gets fired up. Look at that love right there. Look at that love. Vol fan says, baseball talk. Tony V seems to have a different look every year. One year he was clean cut with short hair and a little scruff. The next year he went with a long, untrimmed something, maybe living in his beard look. <laughs> not my favorite. Last year was a little longer hair, but not too long with neatly trimmed facial hair. I enjoyed that look. <laughs> How would you describe his look this year? Hmm. Well, Volfan, I, I don't look at his looks that in-depth, uh, to be quite honest with you. But his I did notice his hair was a little longer this year, actually. He's got the Aaron Rodgers going on. He does have that hair. That's a good way to describe it. He's got mm-hmm. the Aaron Rodgers going on. And to be quite honest with you, I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does not look good rocking the Aaron Rodgers. He looks all greasy like he hasn't taken a bath in weeks. I mean, he, he was growing it out because of uh, Halloween costume, but I don't know the reason why now. See that he just, you know, him and his fiance called off things. Oh, really? I did not see that. Uh, sir, why are you so excited? No, well, just because it's not, I don't know, because I didn't know. And it's also not surprising. No, you, I don't know who his fiance is. I, I'm not going to pursue her. I got a baby mama. I got other issues to worry about. That's my baby and mama, you know. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Tony does have uh, longer hair at the moment. So, I don't know. I'm just ready for him to call somebody a meat stick. Yeah, I'm ready for him to throw some hands. Like, they're... they're I, need to, I, need to, I need to find an outlet, man. I'm so violent. You do. I'm so violent, it seems like. I miss football. Yeah. You need to go chop wood or something. Well, no. Like I was hyped when that when that when that scruffle took place. Uh, See, Volfan agrees. I saw a picture and thought Tony V was looking a little greasy. The Aaron Rodgers comparison confirms that. So maybe yeah, maybe Tony V is getting ready for Halloween. That well, what I think is that that means Aaron Rodgers just won MVP. Tony Vitello is going to win SEC Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year. He already did that. Going to win it again, and give Dave Van Horn the finger doing it. They boys now. Shh. They're not cool anymore. Jeez. They, they, they was capping for the uh, for the cameras. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're cordial. I mean, Tony worked for him, and Tony wouldn't be where he is today without him. He respects him. I just don't know that they're they're calling each other all that often. No, who does that? What SEC coach is doing that besides Rick Barnes and Coach Kyle? They had a little they had a little Bush Jones. Uh, they they're in Mason action going on before the game. That that is they, they real they real tight. And that's so odd because. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me. I just think it's funny. Britt needs to pray for Coach Cal, like he's praying for Dick Vitale. Yes. He needs Coach to text Cal a prayer every single day. Yeah, he, just, he and a matter of fact, just copy and paste the Coach one. Cal needs it. Cut, cut out the, the part of the prayer where we are praying for, for good health for Dickie V. Just cut out that part and copy and paste the rest of it and send it to Cal. Yeah. But Rick, Rick actually, like, Dick's not the only one that he sends that to. Like he, there, there are a lot of people in Rick's life, um, 
close personal life away from basketball, people he works with uh, over there with basketball. Like, he sends those texts every morning to, to a whole lot of different people, which is one of the many reasons I love Rick Barnes. But it, that that relationship is so funny to me. It, it doesn't bother me at all that Cal and Rick are, are good friends. I just think it's hilarious because Kentucky and Tennessee fans hate each other. Absolutely despise one another. They they hate each other. And then Coach Cal and Barnes are just – Yak, yak, yakking it up over oh, there. Oh, yeah, man. It don't bother me one bit. No, I think it's just just funny. One of the greatest rivalries in college basketball. The fans hate each other, regardless of sport. And, and Rick and Cal are just spooning each other like Derek Mason and Butch Jones before the game. <laughs> a lot of people talking about low, uh, a lot of people talking about testosterone, but do your homework and be sure that you go to a local provider or a provider that you trust. Annual health assessment is typically covered by most health insurance, and uh, they cover everything from PSA, which is your prostate levels, thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, and glucose levels, Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatments that are shipped directly to your home. So, men, get to the Low T Center, go to their website, find a location to you, book your appointment, Starts with that annual health assessment. See where you are with your numbers and get yourself back. Feeling like you did before Low T Center and LowTCenter.com reinventing men's health care. I was going to say something. We're talking about Rick, Cal, Tennessee, Kentucky, talking NIL, talking transfers. I think it, it, it might have been about Tennessee basketball, Rick. I think it might be like a smart, smart joke. You joke? Never. Uh, on the way out the door, guess whose birthday is today? Um, let me check Facebook. <laughs> He's not going to be one of your Facebook friends. <laughs> I do the same thing. Legendary General Robert R. Nealon. Oh, my goodness. On this day in 1892, he was born. Happy birthday to the general. Oh, I know what I was gonna talk about. It was it was Tennessee basketball account putting out their tweet after the game about the checkerboards. And the clicky fans were in the mention saying, Yeah, please, we don't we don't want the checkerboards anymore. So yeah, you can have them. Yeah, y'all can have them. So I, that's what I was gonna bring up. They're a bunch of bums. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Bunch of Jeremy. no teeth having, coal mine breathing. Ugly, blankety, blankety, blank bums. God, I hate them. I can say that about every SEC fan base, to be honest. That video of the uh, Kentucky fan going around, though, in the student section that had to put the Tennessee shirt on because of the bet, that was hilarious. That was great. What was was great is everybody taking pictures of it. Well, yes, and I don't know if you saw this because you left with a couple minutes left to get the kiddos home, but you could – the student section was going crazy while it was going on. And I couldn't tell like what was happening. Usually when they cheer like that is because somebody got arrested. Yeah. But I was glad that that video came out to, to give, give us why the student section was losing this mind. That's a great bet. Have your friend. That's a Kentucky fan come to the game. And if you, if they lose, he has to put on a Kentucky. True. Now it would have sucked if you had to put on the Kentucky shirt. I would, I would throw up if I had to put on an Alabama or Kentucky shirt. 
Like uh, my soon to be brother in law is a Bama fan, and I swear if he ever puts anything Alabama on my baby, I, I'm gonna put my hands on him. I don't care if he's a cop or not. Hands will be put on him. You're not doing that. If he puts Alabama stuff on my baby, yes, I will. I may I may regret it, but it's gonna happen. He will he would swaddle you. I don't care. He's <laughs> he's gonna know that I don't appreciate he, he it would, and it he, is not allowed. He would wrap you up in a blanket and and Put you to bed, man. Rock you to sleep. Swain event. Feel about that in barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.